0: Lent is a time for self-reflection and prayer. One way to do this is by exploring the life, actions, and teachings of Jesus. First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia offers these devotions for your Lenten journey. Using the book, Seeing with Jesus, Developing a Worldview Shaped by the Gospels, written by Jack Glasgow, members from our church have prepared daily devotions offering insights, Discoveries, and yes, sometimes, questions. This week, our devotions correspond with Chapter 5, Seeing in the Upper Room. Today's devotion is from Brenda Kane. Listen as the piano arrangement of Be Thou My Vision, played by Alan MacArthur, points you to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus
1: Our scripture for today is John seventeen thirteen and 20, 23. And now I am coming to you. I have told you many things while I was with them so that they would be filled with my joy. I'm not praying for these alone, but also for the future believers who will come to me because of the testimony of these. My prayer for all of them is that they will be of one heart and mind, Just as you and I are, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, so they will be in us and the world will believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, the glorious unity of being one as we are one. I in them and you in me, all being perfected into one so that the world will know you sent me and will understand That you love them as much as you love me. In our study book, Seeing with Jesus, we are winding down to the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. Here in the upper room, we find Jesus with his disciples. In John chapters 13 to 17, we see Jesus going over the basics one more time. As I turn these pages in my Bible, The subtitles in these chapters read concerning forgiveness, concerning heaven, concerning peace, concerning the Holy Spirit, concerning fruitfulness. Jesus has taught and done what the Father gave him. Now he is telling his followers what they need to know as he leaves the message of salvation in their hands. In direct terms, he covers the basics for living a Christian life. Every verse is concise and full of wisdom and instruction because when I turn the page to chapter 18, Jesus is betrayed with a kiss, arrested, and taken away. How did Jesus feel as he relinquished the Father's work to a group of disciples who still had so much to learn? Jesus ends his teaching by praying for those gathered in the room but he goes much further. He prays for the future believers who will come to me through the testimony of these. And there it is. Jesus prayed for us, those who would come to believe in him later through the ministries that started in that very room. I don't know about you, but that is so powerful in my life. Knowing that Jesus prayed for me, gives me strength, purpose, peace, and a deep joy. He prayed for us to have three things. First, he prayed for us to have joy, a joy that brings personal peace and causes us to be more in tune to minister to others and more discerning with his word. Next, Jesus prayed for the Father to sanctify us, to set us apart in his truth and to protect us from the evil one. Finally, Jesus prayed for us to be one, just like he and the Father are one. Why is our unity so important that Jesus would pray for it? Because, he says, others will see our unity with him and with each other and will believe that he is the one sent by God to bring us salvation. This year, as I journeyed through a challenging study of the book of Revelation, we neared the conclusion, and my heart was swept away by a verse. Revelation 19, 8 and 9 says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready, and it was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. God has won the final victory. He has prepared a new heaven and a new earth for those who've loved and followed him. It is time. Jesus, the Lamb, the Bridegroom, is ready to be united with his church, his believers, his Bride. The Bride prepares by dressing in a robe of fine linen. Fine linen woven from the righteous acts of the saints. From this astounding, apocalyptic book, we are free to imagine this glorious white linen. Thread beside thread. Thread over thread. Thread over and under. Strand after strand woven from the loving, serving, ministering acts of saints like you and me. What? a picture of unity. What an amazing joy to participate in this. Holy, loving acts of Christians woven together to prepare the church to come to our blessed Lord Jesus. The very thought that I might have a strand in that beautiful linen, that your thread of service might run alongside it. What a picture of the church as it is to be, of how believers are to be woven together in unity to bring honor to Christ. It would draw others in, wouldn't it? This is what Jesus prayed for us the night before his betrayal. He asked the Father to keep us in that kind of unity so that others would see it and also believe in him. He prayed that our joy might be full. What could bring more peace and joy than having our lives woven with other Christian friends into the very fabric and identity of his church? A few weeks ago, a friend in Chattanooga called to tell us that a longtime pianist at the church we attended there had had a stroke, and her husband had also died after just a very brief illness. Full of sadness over this news, I asked how this great lady was getting to church since she could no longer drive. Our friend said, oh, the church is taking care of her. You know how loving they are. Later, I thought, Wouldn't it be wonderful if our joy, love, and unity were so obvious that we were known as the church that loves, the church on Pulaski that loves like Jesus? This is Jesus' view of what our church should be. Faithful Father, Thank you for loving us and sending your son to be the sacrifice for our sins. Thank you for all he showed and taught us and for Christian brothers and sisters who love and support each other in the best and the worst of times. Thank you for the unity, love, and joy that we feel at our church. Oh, Father, we pray that our unity will grow even more and will, as your word says, lead others to believe in you. Please guide each of us to perform righteous acts that will weave a beautiful linen and prepare our church and our hearts to meet you every day. In Jesus' precious name, amen.